Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me and Nick on most platforms at HyperClean Store, which is also the new website launching live, hypercleanstore.com, or go to the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook, or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub. Tonight, I am drinking, at first, I'm drinking Soul. It's a little Mexican lager that is probably one of my favorites, and I don't get it too often, but I was playing uh, Mr. Uh, what do you call it? Weekend Warrior Landscaper this past weekend. I don't know if you guys ever done that. I I haven't done too much lawn care over the past years because just my body and plus time, and I was paying people for a while, and then I, I don't know. Feeling better this year. Everything's kind of moving around a little better with the snosis and not in as much pain. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get out there and do some yard work this weekend. By God. Ting. And I mm-hmm. uh, had a great time. And I, I was curious. So I was out there working, cleaning out, you know, flower beds and getting stuff ready. And I just go, hmm. Sitting there drinking a beer on the patio, you know, because you can only work about 20 minutes. And you need about a 10 minute beer break, right? Like that's what happens <laughs> when you get old. So I, uh, I'm sitting there having a beer, drinking some soul. And I go, hmm. I wonder if there's people in landscaping groups and landscapers that make fun of the weekend warriors like me, similar to the way detailers make fun of the weekend DIY, you know, aficionado, whatever you want to call them, you know, the way we make fun of people taking care of their car. I wonder, right? Like I used to, when I had a nice yard and didn't have, you know, many weeds in it, the Bermuda grass was growing real strong and my flower beds were nice. Like, I'd get cards left on my door and I'd get flyers all the time. Right. People wanted to take care of that nice yard for me, even though I was doing a good job as the yard kind of dwindled down. And I, I got to, uh, I got this random weed that kept growing for many years. We'd have to go through and actually just round up most of the yard because you, there was no other way to kill this weed. And it just multiplied real fast. It was like this. I don't, I don't, I can't even tell you what it was. Right. That makes, makes me that weekend warrior guy. Right. So, uh, as my yard started getting worse and then I stopped caring for it and just kind of punted it over the past years, those, those marketing pieces of material didn't get left on my door anymore. People didn't really want to care for my yard. It looked pretty atrocious. And I was lucky if I could just get a neighborhood kid to mow it, you know, like it, it was in bad shape. And I, I really thought about that this weekend. I was like, Hmm, I really wonder if people that are in these groups of landscapers, how they, if you think that they are as, I don't know, volatile against uh, people, you think so, Lucas? I did landscaping professionally for six years. And I, you think detailing industry is toxic? You go put yourself on a, on a lawn care or landscaping crew for a day and you'll hear more shit talking about every other company in the area and every homeowner and every DIYer you ever wanted to hear about anything. Really? Oh yeah, there's, there's definitely a tier of, you know, there's a hierarchy in detailing. There's the guys doing twenty thousand dollar top of the top of the line details down to the fifty dollar marketplace detailer, and there's that much in between with when it comes to landscaping and outdoor care stuff too, if not even more. 
type of professional landscaping did you do? Um, I didn't, I, I've never mowed a single lawn other than my own. I, I, I was running, um, uh, mostly hardscaping and, uh, site prep crews. So, you know, most of my day was spent building patios and retaining walls, outdoor kitchens, pizza ovens, fire pits, and doing grading and yeah. figuring out the, uh, you know, grades and stuff for site crews for excavation, stuff like that. I had a buddy back when I had my car wash. He was coming through the wash. We became friends. His name was Hector. And uh, uh, Hector, that's the type of business he was, right? He was uh, into hardscapes and he had this whole quarry that he let me go dig a bunch of rock out of to, to build a retaining wall here at my house, right? Really great guy. Soon after that, he had basically ran back to Mexico stolen millions of dollars from not only other businesses, but people that paid him to do work or people that gave him a bunch of stuff. Like it was a bad deal, man. Like the whole, the whole mob type of like FBI, CIA, whichever groups come in, I don't know. Right. Don't quote me. We're interviewing all of our other friends, uh, like people that were in similar businesses, the homeowner, like, Oh man, it was a bad deal. Hector got out with, millions of dollars and is living in a compound in mexico now you know good for him yeah, i guess i mean there's there's a lot of shady shit that goes on in the world of lawn care man there's you know there's for every every marketplace detailer there's 10 10 guys with a, a shitty old f-150 and a derelict lawnmower on a trailer behind it look knocking on people's doors for lawn mowing and yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of shady stuff like that, just in construction in general, where there are people that, you know, they want 20 grand down on a $40,000 renovation on whatever. And the, all of a sudden they don't answer their phone calls and they're not going to show up. And there's, I've heard about that happening around a lot of places. Interesting. There's apparently going around the industry, a, a group that's calling around telling people they've got totes of silicone. They'll sell for, you know, 8,000 bucks, but you got to prepay and it's got to be, uh, it's got to be done via uh, uh, direct, uh, you know, bank back. To, what's that called? Where you go bank to bank? Uh, uh, AC draft. Transfer. Yeah, it's got to be a bank draft, whatever. It's like, hmm. I mean, that's a great deal. I'd be incredible to grab. And we're, we've we thought about it. And we looked them up and it's like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, that's a tough trigger to pull. You might not ever see that money ever again. All right. So uh, you guys warming up a little bit. I know. I think I heard that some of the Northeast got hit with more snow, but what's, how you guys looking? Not us. Not us. <laughs> we, had, uh, we had snow over the weekend. We got hit with a blizzard Saturday. And Aren't then, you in uh, Virginia? West Virginia. And then uh, we got 75 Whoa. degrees today. So 83. 83, my bad. It got 83 wow. today. Calling in from the dugout, letting you know what it really was. <laughs> That's right. The peanut gallery. I mean, back we went there. down to the 30s on Monday. Today was uh, in the 50s. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it's cold here too, but it is what it is, right? I mean, I think there's still a vibe that spring is on the way. I was trying to look through some of the groups, see what was popping in the groups, uh, you know, as I normally try and do. And there's multiple people that have started back out with saying springs here and it's bringing out people. Are you guys seeing the growth start to pop or is it a, what, what's your guys thoughts? 
I've seen more mobile people posting all of a sudden up here, and I'm like, 30 degrees with a wind chill in the teens. You really shouldn't be outside doing detailing. Makes you know, it tough, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you even spray anything? It's so cold. Everything's just going to freeze anyway. So I used to, uh, when I was strictly mobile, I just had my truck bed skid, man. And, you know, I didn't have a shop or anything. So I would take a, and a little electric heater at night. Cause it would get down like springtime. It would get down to freezing temps. So I would take an electric heater and put it out there in the bed of my truck and, th- and throw like a big moving blanket over it and let it run for like an hour before I went to bed. And then I would unplug it. And then I'd go out in the morning, like an hour before I took off and plug it back in. And that, that's how I got it done, man. I mean, respect to them for hustling because I've been there <laughs> and it sucks, man. I, dude, I was, you know, just salty. Like, man, this is bullshit. All these people got shops and shit. And here I am thawing out my detail skid with a freaking electric heater. <laughs> but, uh, no, that that's interesting. Is that, is that did you really think about that? Were you really upset? Is that was that a thing, or were are you joking? Like, did you really were you did you all along always want to have a shop because of that? Yeah, I, I mean that wasn't the only reason, but yeah, those were some thoughts going through my mind. Like you mm-hmm. know, just grinding out day in and day out, and you're just wanting that shop, dude. <laughs> I'm like everybody else got this nice warm shop, and I, I'm out here freezing to death, six a.m. with all my crap but uh looking back now it's good to laugh at it yeah for me i guess you know back in the mobile side the the hang up that was tough for me i was in i was in apartment living right i i was a young kid living in an apartment and i rented the apartment with uh, you always i always had to get with two apartments that we were in while i did mobile and each of them i had to make sure that i got a garage right have to there's no way that i could leave right there's no way to leave your your rig out and i didn't have an enclosed trailer mine was an open rig yeah so i, I had to always have a place that i went to park it indoors um the the size of the garages at an apartment complex aren't the same size as most uh <laughs> most garages and i had about three inches on each side that i could spare getting in and out of there so they i think the 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 what the fuck moments for me was when I would bump the lights or bumps like those early times, you know, you, you bang into something. It's like, God, like I can tell you though, right now, I, I'm one of the best backer uppers you can find, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> after years and years, every night backing into those little tiny garages, you get it down, you learn how to move stuff. I mean, it's just, you can just fly it right back in and, and get going. I, I, I can back a trailer like no one else. Oh yeah, dude. I yeah, used to do it. We don't let me do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Arnold's not I'm great not at allowed to back anything yet. Not even the key of soul. Arnold doesn't know <laughs> how to drive anything bigger than friggin' two by two. Screw that. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, I look, bet you we have a key of soul for the company car just for people to take when I'm detailing their cars. I'm like, listen, take the company car if you can't get a ride. I don't care. We have a customer with a brand new Corvette that likes the key. I'm like, what's wrong with you? I just saying, I do that with my old truck. I let people take my old pickup truck. I got that old Nissan and people come drop off their cars. I, I let them take the truck. So yeah. that's cool. You do that. Well, if they don't want to do that, she gives them a ride home. If they close that way, you know, 
because we know sometimes people can't get rides. So we try to make it easy for them. Dustin, did you were you a backer upper? Oh yeah, man. I could back a freaking eighteen wheeler up a monkey's ass if you want. I'm, I'm sure. If, <laughs> I, I have to take some visuals on that for a moment. Not, Speaking not of visuals, that. there's one thing that we definitely saw in the groups, and I'm curious to know how many people use the how many people use the Will Smith meme this week. I mean, I swear, oh every oh, single so motherfucker. Every single motherfucker. And yeah, but you see, I, now they want to charge them. Oh, really? Yeah, they the state's investigating if they should hit them with battery now. Oh, charge Will Smith. Uh, come on. I, I think it was completely. You can see Will Smith as he's turning around. He's got a slight little grin. He covers <laughs> it real fast. He corrects himself. I mean. You know, he, he, Chris Rock, who doesn't doesn't move at all when the guy's walking up, his hands are behind his back. He kind of does this a little bit. Like, I I know it was staged. There's no way he got up and did that on his own. There's no oh, way. Yeah. I don't think it was staged. No you way. don't think it was staged? Absolutely not. No, he, I mean, Will's career is going to take a hit from this. The police are investigating him. I mean, if you're Chris Rock, are you going to risk getting punched in the face as a celebrity for to do what? Boost the Oscar ratings that nobody watches anyway? Will Will is now gonna risk his whole career to participate in some stupid stunt to risk ratings. Nah. I've seen the clip like 50 times and I don't I don't think it's I don't think there's any way it's staged. I think Will's just cuckolded by his wife where you can say <laughs> you can you can fuck her all you want and he'll he's okay with it. But if you say a joke about it, that's the line. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's staged. Only thing yeah. I don't agree with, they shouldn't charge him. If the victim doesn't want to charge him, like Chris if Rock Chris doesn't Rock want to charge him, who cares? Chris Rock's about to go on tour, and he's got every place sold out now. Yeah, he's actually in Massachusetts tonight in Boston. Yeah, I bet you it's sold out, isn't it? Yep. Mm -hmm. They're actually scalping the tickets for four or mm -hmm. five hundred bucks now. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I wouldn't pay five hundred. I wouldn't pay five dollars to go see it. I I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I'm a Chris Rock fan or not. Some of the stuff I thought was funny, but not much of, you know, I'm a fan of his old cooking with Nick. Before we get too far into it, we better check in tonight. So he doesn't have it already plated. What's on the menu tonight. I'm going to attempt to make shrimp taquitos in the middle of it. Now. Shrimp what? Taquitos. Oh, I've never well, had a shrimp taquito. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Taquitos, right? I mean, who doesn't love a good quick trip chicken taquito? Anybody have a quick trip around them? Those little quick trip taquitos. Whew. It's good oh, stuff yeah. right there. What's a taquito? It's basically like a, a little rolled up fried tortilla with stuff inside. It's a miniature oh. burrito that's really, really crispy. Oh, all right. Yeah, you can buy them in. Uh like 36 packs frozen at, at Costco too. And they're pretty good. They, they actually get kind of crispy in the microwave. I, I yeah, eat those more than uh, I probably should, but yeah, they're like freaking 20 bucks for 36 of them. And five or six of them is good enough for a bite to eat when you get home from work at 11 PM. Yeah. yeah. You ever put those in the oven? Yeah, but I, I don't they're got time to be freaking waiting 20 minutes for shit to cook in the oven. So I use my microwave and my fridge and my freezer pretty much exclusively. <laughs> that sounds like me. 
<laughs> I hate waiting for the oven to preheat. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, so Lucas, what uh, what's been the best part of your week besides uh, Chris Rock getting um, bitch slapped? Well, uh, probably the surprise set of wheels that I I had a cancellation yesterday morning where someone bailed on me last minute the night before at 8 p.m. and I was real pissed off. And I didn't have anything going on all morning until about one o'clock yesterday afternoon when this truck back here was getting dropped off. And then I had someone message me at 8.30. Hey, could you ceramic coat my wheels tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I could, I could, I could do that tomorrow. So I got to spend my morning ceramic coating a set of wheels, making more than I would have doing an interior on the car that was supposed to get dropped off. So that all worked out. That worked out. Let's work out, man. That's cool. Dustin, what about you? I I see you've been putting out more videos. You did a nice little video the other day. I think we a lot of us saw. What's uh What's your week been looking like? Oh man, it's it's been busy, but uh, I, I think it's that time of the year. You know, I've had I've had a couple cancellations, but nothing crazy. Um, so just busy, busy. Uh, nothing too exciting, man. Just dealing with the crazy customers that come out in the springtime. Uh, wish I had something exciting to share, but nothing that I can think of, man. We got some RV washes, washing slicks coming up tomorrow and Friday. Uh, got two doses done today, and I think we've done a couple other coatings this week, but last week was pretty crazy. This week is a little more details and stuff like that. Um, most exciting thing of my week, I had a lady show up, and I, as a mobile guy last year, I maintained all of their vehicles. It's always been like a headache to get them to bring their stuff to my shop. And so she brings her navigator in for a maintenance cleanup and would not hand her keys to any of my employees, would just stood outside and waited for me to come out and said, hey, we don't want anybody else moving this vehicle except for you. I'm like, well, it's only going 20 feet. It's insured as long as it's in our care anyways. No, we just, we only want you moving it. We don't want it being dinged or dang, banged up. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, what, whatever. So, you know, the vehicle's only going 20 feet anyway. So she leaves, I get the keys, go back inside. I'm taking a piss and my phone is like ringing off the hook, right? Already. And she's like, Hey, we just want to, sure with you again you're the only one going to be moving this vehicle I said yeah that it's fine and she's like we can come back and get it and at this point i'm like pissed dude like i'm trying to wash my hands i'm like i'm about to tell you come pick the motherfucker up and take it back <laughs> fuck man what is up with these people and then for the third time i had this guy cancel his Audi to get paint corrected. He calls me and is like, yeah, I just picked up some Meguiar's black wax and put it on my little polish pad here. And it just looks much better, man. So I'm just going to save myself some money here. Uh, I'm like, dude, you can't sell me three times. That, that's it. <laughs> like, don't call me back. <laughs> so what Was we... that what you mean by crazy people? You get crazy people that come out of the woods up there in West Virginia. Yeah, dude. It's like, I never have cancellations very often year round. And then like springtime, they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> so what do you think it is? Uh, I, I don't know. I think people that get their taxes back, they think I got a couple bucks and then they blow it all. And then they're like, yep, that's it. Huh. 
So, oh, but, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. You know, that's why there's more people at the door waiting to get in. So, you sure it's not the mountain folk from the movie Wrong Turn? No, fuck that. We have no association with the wrong turn <laughs> people or the wonderful whites of West Virginia. So, I'm curious. When she came to pick up the vehicle, did you go out to meet her and then say, yeah, no problem. I'll have my guys pull it right out. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to so bad, but at this she'd point, have gotten mad. You'd be like, wait, you said only I had to pull it in, but you didn't say anything about pulling out. Huh? Right. Dude, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it was disrespectful to me. Um, I think people undervalue what even like, you know, they were used to me being a mobile detailer. So I think people undervalue detailers and think we're like, you know, the grass mowing guy that shows up with a push mower and we don't have a legitimate business. Like you don't go to the mechanic shop and be like, oh, my gosh, this guy better be the only one working on it or else I'm taking it elsewhere. They're just going to tell you, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think people undervalue detailing businesses in general. Oh, yeah. Arnold, why do you think that is? I think because we don't have like, you think about mechanics have SAE certification. Most places, most industries have some type of certification that's nationally recognized. That's kind of universal. We don't have that. You know, we can get IDA certification, but how many customers really going to sit there and ask you, are you IDA certified? They don't even know what it is. 90% of the people. Yeah, They don't know what it is. If yeah. the IDA would put it out, right? I mean, that's some of the things that we've said and in conversations with them. We love the IDA. We love the, the people that are there and working with them and talking with them. And I'm a, I'm a member. I'm a recognized trainer. And we've said that on a regular basis to them. Listen, Nick, put it into some different presidents' minds and ears. And, hey, listen, if you guys just would market to people what – Detailing is market to people why they should use somebody that's a part of the association. There's, you know, there's a lot of money behind it that they could do really good. They could. I mean, it's it's a good association that could do a lot of really good for for uh, the industry. Yeah. But the only problem is, like I said, though, we need universal certification where anybody that opens up an actual detail shop or is a professional detailer has to go through the same type of certification because. You're yeah, gonna have- but, but I mean, you, you could you could go to a bunch of different shops, body shops or dealerships and all that. And they've got you mentioned the certification that they get. But there's a and I think there's multiple types of certifications. And I don't know what those certifications mean. Oh, I don't, no, even I don't know. What is SAE anyway? No idea. <laughs> I think a I lot of it has to do with like government regulations, too, because like. It varies a little bit state to state, but I think all 50 states, if you want to work on cars as a mechanic, you have to have some kind of certification to be able to at least own your own shop to work on, to work on stuff, you know, legally. So there, there's an aspect of that or like a lot of industries that are more respected. There's a government certification or requirement regulations you have to have. Like, for instance, when I was doing landscaping, I still have an active pesticide applicators license that I had to have to even have roundup on my truck. So it's like there's certain things like that people have to have in some industries that make it a little more elite because the guys who can afford the training and the certifications that are required by the government will have the money and the business and the, the know-how and 
you know, the revenue to be able to pay for that. Whereas the guys who don't are looked down upon because they're, you know, the insurance list, non-tax paying guys on marketplace. And when it comes to detail, since none of us really need a, a certification for anything at any level, whether we have it or not, it doesn't make a difference because there's no requirement to get into it. Yep. I also think it comes down to the people that like the $40 in and out detail people. Because okay. then you get the people that that's what they see. Well, why are you 150 when this guy's only 50 for interior exterior and you're charging me 150 for an interior, but they don't look at what's the difference between the two. But at the same time, those guys that are super cheap that show up with the fucking Bissell extractor and a shop back and a, and a freaking a toothbrush they're they do shitty work and then they piss off tons of people. I've got people all the time that, call me after they pay 50 bucks for a detail and then they they're still on the edge a little bit about paying me 200 bucks for an interior then they show up and they see my 1500 carpet extractor my my all my freaking expensive equipment i got sitting around here and they're like oh okay i kind of get it now and then i they're, they're like really 200 bucks for an hour's worth of cleaning i'm like no ma'am freaking interiors are going to take four hours plus if you want it done right and your car still looks like this you know it's not you can't do a proper one if you're paying 40 bucks for it and it takes them 25 minutes to do a interior detail and I mean, get what you pay for no matter what it is, I suppose. I think it's more of the customer's fault and not the guy that's going around with the, the brush and trying to just make a living, get some money coming. And, you know, he can't spend too much long for oh yeah for sure. such a short amount. I mean, it's the yeah. same if we let's let's stay on the analogy of like we talked about landscapers or people that are going around with a, a Chevy truck and they got a, an old craftsman mower from Sears. that's 10 years old and they're cutting people's yard. I mean, I, I paid a guy like that a couple of years ago, right? Like it was, I was happy as can be. It was 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Oh fuck. You can't buy that anywhere. Now I didn't keep him very long because listen, he did $20 work, right? Like, I mean, it was, it was bad even for just mowing a yard. Like it was, I, I didn't keep him around very long. It was my choice as a customer to hire him at the cheap price. And it was my choice to go, Hey, I, I just, I should probably move on to find somebody else. That's going to make my yard look a little nicer. Well, yeah. I mean, it. it's like the, just like, with that, I mean, I'll be the first one that can speak from experience that I don't care what you have for equipment. If you got $200, I can do just as good a job as I do with my, you know, $10,000 worth of equipment I got down there, you know, it's going to take me a lot longer because it's not commercial graded stuff, but it's more so in the process and the experience and the investment you make in yourself and the time a certain someone's willing to take. And if I'm, if I'm being paid 50 bucks for an interior, cause that's what I decided to charge. I'm not going to deliver a quality result because to make any kind of money at all, you got to bang it out. And if you're not explaining to customers that, Hey, this isn't going to be a full professional, you know, just, I mean, there's that um, shop that that guy that Nick talked about a while back on the pad, podcast who had a bunch of crews running doing $50 in and out. So that's the only thing they offered. And he ran a million dollar, multi-million dollar detail company every year. So there's definitely money in it. It's just, you gotta, you gotta be able to market it and know your audience and make sure your customers know what to expect, no matter what level, level you're at. And I think there's a lot of muddying in that when it comes to especially the cheaper guys who are just getting into it. They don't, they don't necessarily know how to communicate that they're not going to, you know, not to expect something that's perfect for 50 bucks. And then customers will grow to expect that from 
once they're not satisfied with that detail, they're going to, you know, call another shop and expect a hundred dollar detail for some reason and expect it to be perfect when, you know, that as there's plenty of cars or especially in the winter States that are a hundred dollar details to get it to look anywhere near what customers have in their heads. So I think customer education would be a great thing for a lot of guys to learn that are getting into it, to be able to set expectations. Oh, all right. Dustin. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a number of things, right? So like I, number one, I don't think customers really respect detailing as a business because of, you know, some of the people that just kind of pop up and, you know, they detail your car and then they're gone in six months. Right. Um, so that, that's my experience. Like, like people think that detailing isn't a legit, a legitimate business. Um, a lot of times, but you know, as for the guys that kind of pop up here and there and, you know, $50 guys, like, I think you need to learn the trade before you jump into it. But that's the thing with detailing, you know, these guys think they can run a detailing business because they've washed a car time or two, but dude, they suck on an interior. Like I think dealership detailers, those are the best damn interior people that you can get. If I had health insurance and benefits that I could offer employees, there are two people at the local Chevy dealership right now that I would hire in a heartbeat. And they've been there for like 10 years. They, they were, they started there right after I left out of high school. And one of them is my buddy's mom. And the other one has like a law degree and he just details cars there on the inside. And these are the two baddest interior people that I've ever seen. But that's where I learned to do interior work. That's where I learned process. That's where I learned how to be efficient and stuff like that. So you learn the in, ins and outs of a dealership, man, and incorporate that into your own business. It really just, you know, it sets the standard, right? That's you, my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you could say it's sort of like what uh, Nick's opinion is go work for somebody, right? Go work for somebody for a little bit, right? Go, go do that. Learn it. And it's just interesting. I want, I was talking, uh, cooking with Nick. I was talking about Nick Walters, but that I'd curious of your thoughts, right? That's an interesting take. Should somebody come to a dealership to learn proper interior detailing? I think it's a really, really cool uh, perspective, Dustin, because we shit on a lot of uh, detailers at dealerships for their exterior work. But I mean, you're your most of your service managers, most of your used car managers, uh, they're not really so concerned about the exterior. You know, we just want it shiny on the lot, but you're right. The inside is much more of a pick through Nick. What's it like at Tesla? Are you guys much more onto the interiors on used cars? Absolutely. If that interior is not right, then that interior is going to feel like that last person's car. And that's mm. what you don't want going into a new to you car. So I spend a lot of time, um, one-on-one -on -one with my guys training them for interiors i just got three new people on my team this quarter and i'm i'm, I'm responsible of training them taking care of them and one, one of the big things was showing them all the tools in the shop that we've invested in to do interiors all it really boils down to is a tornado and a couple good brushes but teaching them how to get nitty-gritty with that right off the bat kind of it, it set them up quite well for the rest of the quarter okay Sounds like uh, you got some nice little wind chimes out there on the back patio. Huh? Dude, it is about to. I don't know. There's about to storm in here. It's it's spooky. 
That's the thing about springtime here. You guys got crazy customers coming out. We get the crazy weather through the Midwest, you know, where you, yeah. you never know what's about to pop up and start turning. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Arnold, your thoughts. Um, should somebody go and learn interior work? Is interior work better than exterior work? Uh, what's your thoughts? I don't know. I kind of like exterior more than interior. I like interior. I, I, I think because I just love correcting paint. So for me, I like the outside more than anything. Yeah, I'm with you. I Listen, that was always my favorite thing to do is show the customer and have them as soon as they walk out and see their car, they just go, looks better than the day I bought it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, I agree, man. I love making paint pop, but there is something about somebody who can dial in an interior and know how to get all those stains out, how to get, listen, I'm a carpet stripe fiend. I love carpet stripes. Are you guys into carpet stripes? Absolutely. Oh, I don't yeah. even bother because half the time we put the weight mat down anyway. What do I care? <laughs> You're not oh, going to see yeah. it anyway. So I love yeah. carpet stripes, man. It's a dealership, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, like it was a competition of just who we had that drive, man. Like we're making minimum wage, but we had that drive of who can, who, you know, whose interior is going to look the best, dude. So we do these designs and stuff like that. Now in my business, we don't do the carpet stripes and stuff, right? It, it's at just, all no we don't do the carpet stripes like, like i got two guys doing the interior stuff I, dude i i'm stiff on them the biggest thing like if i'm doing it and i'm not in a rush hell yeah i'll stripe some carpet but on a regular basis no um we just want that thing to look better than when they bought it and so for me the biggest thing i look for is cracks and crevices man like like the little teeny tiny stuff that's like on your center console like in your cracks around your cup holder or something like that like if i gotta go back over the guys like like that's some shit that i point out because if i have my vehicle detailed and i get in that thing and i see a little piece of dirt or something sticky down it no nah, that shit's coming out man <laughs> like that's what i look for you know, even even just all the simple stuff, man. That's what makes an interior guy an interior guy. I love doing interiors. And, you know, I kind of like polishing paint, but uh, eh, I, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. I, I like these wash clay coat jobs. Um, big on those. Big on those. Did two doses today. One in two years. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some wash clay coat, but. I ain't doing any, I'm, I'm not doing tray or anything without polishing. Um, but yeah, love me some interiors, man. All right, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't do near as much carpet stripes as I used to. I don't, but I used to love the, I was, I was the, the vertical guy. I never liked to do, I, I know some people will do some horizontal stripes. I always thought that was kind of, kind of messed with you as you got in the car. It didn't really look so great. There's some of the, you know, the horizontal too, or the, uh, the, uh, was it where you go sideways? Uh, not sideways. What I'm trying to say diagonal. Thanks. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the word overall though. I think my favorite, what I still do is I still do the triangles. Really? I love to do the triangles. Cause they, to me, it shows that you did that carpet and you, you went into this system of cleaning that carpet and you put that little, put that little, uh, you know, it goes, <laughs> kind of follows around the, the carpet I, and has the little triangles as you go. Like 
that's what I still love to do. Not exactly. that it's a pattern, right? Like not that I'm not trying to, because with the carpet stripes, right? I mean, you, you would make sure that line is straight. Sometimes I'd get a little brush out and I'd, I'd hit that, you know, if, if a fiber got a little bit out of the place, I'd, I'd push it back down so I could get that line straight and then make the other line. Like, yeah, I, we always had our stripes dialed in. No doubt. It looks so good, man. There's nothing like getting into a vehicle that had, you know, you've striped up. It's nice and clean, especially like all black interior, man. I love black interior, black leather seats, black carpet, black plastic, you name it. Especially if you get in like a, like an F-150 Platinum that has real nice carpet. Oh, man. You dial that sucker in, dress her up nice. That that feels good. Like, there's nothing mm. better than that interior. Uh, like, one of my customers, she's uh, she's this, like, five-foot-tall girl, drives this giant F jacked-up F-250, man, and it's got all blacked-out leather interior. <laughs> Love cleaning this thing. Nothing more satisfying than getting that interior dialed in. Uh, what do you guys, I know Nick mentioned uh, Tornador and brushes. What do you guys, do you like the Tornador? Do you use Tornador? Do you use it with the chemical or is it the air tool only? Uh, do, you, do you blow out the cracks with just a, a normal, I sometimes we'll just use that red little trigger that shoots out the air. But sometimes I, I just think it's simpler to do Listen, we did the one the, the other day was just simply some revive and a brush. Like I, I did just fine. I didn't need air. What about you, Lucas? Are you, are you air or no air? Is it brushes? You're a tornador. Um, what do you got? It's combination of usually my process is uh, spray some of the hyper clean interior cleaner and then brush it. Or if it's a real, you know, destroyed panel where it's big, big areas of a lot of dirt and shit I'll, I'll hit my little leather scrubber which is um one of them little mouse things i fucking yeah. love them things yeah i'll use that uh, to get the grease and the dirt off and then get hit the cracks and crevices with the brush and then go down with a towel and the tornador work my way down on a door or I'll, you know take little sections throughout the interior and work my way around with that dustin i freaking figured out the secret to the carpets in the fucking traverses dude I that one I tagged you in on Facebook. There was more sand and shit in the carpets than I've ever seen in in, in a car. And my tornador dry was not touching it. I sprayed some of the freaking interior cleaner on it from Hyperclean, let it dwell for like a minute, and then just started fucking blasting it out with the tornador. And the shit came out perfect. Like <laughs> no sand left in the carpets, and it got all of it out. Didn't even have to hit it with a brush, and it just looked mint. And of course, I, you know, like saying stuck all over the place. So then I still had to wipe up and, you know, vacuum up a bunch of shit, but it got the shit out of the carpet and it looked great. So your next reverse, try that shit and tell me it doesn't work better than whatever, whatever else you've tried. Cause uh, I was, I was at wit's end with it. Yeah. So I'll do that. I'll miss them down. I'll miss them down with something and then hit them with the tornador most of the time. Cause you're right. Those carpets suck, dude. Oh, so you know, sometimes I'll use hyper clean APC or uh, fabric softener occasionally, but dude, I hate those things. They're freaking nightmares. I've, if you guys gotten into it and it's, it's a popular thing on TikTok. You see a lot of it, a lot of guys doing it, uh, using, they'll take their pad off of a, a DA and stick it on the carpet and turn it on for a little bit and let everything vibrate. I mean, I had a kid that, 
got into my comments and was telling me I didn't know how to do carpets because I wasn't using that system. And I'm like, dude, that, those are fun videos to watch. But I mean, fun. I mean, it's like six months old. It's not like right. it's a. And I don't know that I really want to be sticking my backing plate with the Velcro onto everybody's carpet. Like, <laughs> so I tried that in the traverse because mm -hmm. I saw that video too. And that's the first car I've had in a while with a bunch of dry sand in it. So I'm like, shit, I've been waiting to try this. Let's try it out. See if it works better than the tornado. And I stuck my freaking, I didn't use my Rupes because I'm like, I'm not getting fucking sand all up in my $500 polisher. So I used my $70 Harbor Freight one, slap that bitch on the, on the, in the back hatch. And it would like, work really well for about half a second and then it just stall out or start trying to spin the handle or, and wrap the cord around itself and it, it 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 wasn't good and then if i tried to hold it with one hand it would just shake my hand all the hell while i'm trying to hold the vacuum in the other one and it's i don't know what they're doing in in the in the tiktok videos but it's not i did not have a good experience with it it, it didn't work out quite quite how it works out on the internet so, dude, I commented on somebody tagged one of my customers tagged me in that video on TikTok, and I I responded to his comment. I said, I said, yeah, it's cool. I said, but there's there are much better methods. And the guy the guy that originally posted this video that went viral um, responded back with some like smart ass comment, like I offended him. I'm like, bro, I'm not like hating on you, but there, there's just like better methods, like a tornador yeah that like i wish i had the time that these guys that make these five tiktok videos in a day because like I, dude i don't know how they have the time to do it like there's a few of them on there that i follow and it's like they got new videos every day i'm like bro where y'all got all this time at i'm just trying to make it home by nine o'clock at night like shit yeah and well, like, at the end of the day i only got so many fucking outlets in the shop and i got vacuum air compressor freaking steamer carpet extractor all running i i don't have enough outlets to fucking run you know the polisher on top of it because then i got every cord in the in the on creation running across my across my shop and i it, it gets frustrating having hoses and cords everywhere so i much prefer just blasting shit out with a tornado or sucking it up with the vacuum and move on with life all day Let's ask our uh, our hyperclean specialist, TikTok specialist, Mr. Brandon Timms. He's the one that uh, is definitely leading the charge in the TikTok world, uh, whether it's using Will Smith or or Mickey Mouse. We're, we haven't decided what his favorite uh, is, but he finds all different kinds of ways of interacting with TikTok and his business. Have you tried the uh, you tried the little sand technique with the DA polisher on, on, on a pad? I, uh, have not, I saw I saw that video, but I have not tried it. It it kind of seemed dumb to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I figured, you know, the tornado works so good. Why why try try that? Mess up your backing plate. Do you use the, the uh the tornado with uh chemical or just the air tool? No, I mean I guess actually I use the vortex. I don't use the okay, I tried yeah, the, yeah. the the tornado one time and I about you know, died from you know chemical inhalation yeah, so, i can't do it either yeah. <laughs> i tried it for about 3.5 seconds i was like nope done with this so. you know somebody that might give us some great input on cleaning is mr joe clean i don't know if joe clean does inside or only outside joe clean what uh what's your take are you an inside guy or just outside i am an inside guy i love interiors um thanks they're letting us know oh my bad I just 
I just, I just had dinner. Now I'm in the couch upstairs. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm an interior guy. And what I was thinking about, like Jordan Sparks and uh, Chris Brown say, how can I detail without air? I use high pressure air. And I have a cheap tool that's like a tornador, but it's not a tornador. And it works just fine. I got it from Amazon. I probably paid like 19 bucks for it. Uh, and I put some chemicals in it when I need it. But um, other than that, I've never seen this TikTok video y'all talking about. So um, I don't, I'm, I'm never on TikTok. As I was going to say, I don't think you, I don't see you as a TikToker kind of guy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a TikToker. I'm just saying, I just don't go on TikTok. <laughs> I think that disqualifies you as being a TikToker then if you don't go on TikTok. <laughs> I'm a TikToker. I just don't go on. Just don't go on. Yeah, so I, I'm an interior. I love interiors. Uh, one thing I don't like on the interior is vacuuming. I cannot. Oh, I can't stand vacuuming. And no, uh, that is the worst part of vacuuming. All right, hey guys, hold on. We can't. Let me mooch you. You can't. You can't talk while he's talking. <laughs> All right, Joe, go ahead. If I can hire it just for vacuuming, I'd do so. That's how much I hate it. But I vacuum every single car because I'm out there by myself at times. So. That's one thing I wish I could hire for. All right. We were talking a second ago about carpet stripes. Are you a striper or a non-striper? Oh, I'm a striper. You probably seen my signature. If, if you see it go slanted, that's mine. Everybody else go up and down. And they got this new thing where they're taking the time to put their logos in it. Okay, kudos to you guys because nobody wants to give me one because I've been asking, where can I get my logo? But since they won't, I just stick with my diagonal. Well, it goes slanted. Yeah, I said that earlier. Like, that is a thing, right? To go diagonal. Yeah. 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 So I go diagonal on mine. So that's, I'm a striper. Yeah. Never a triangular? No, never a square either. It's just no. like diagonal as best as possible. And I actually oh. teach that how to do it diagonal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What other uh, interior tools do you like? Uh, air is my main thing. So before I had an air compressor, I used the back end of a, a vacuum. So where the exhaust come out at, I put my hose on that other side and I blow out the cracks. And once I'm done blowing, wiping down, I vacuum. And now that I have an air compressor, oh my God, it's so much sweeter. So, I mean, my main thing is microfiber towel and air. That's my main thing. I'll even uh, use to wipe down the interior if I had to. And Joe, I think your progression, did it go straight from the, the exterior, the vacuum to this large shop compressor that you have? Is that you went, you went from vacuum to that. So you didn't experience the, everybody else knows those. I don't know what they're called, but those little kind of round oval ones that the only have like compressor. Pancake. Do what? pancake. Yeah. They only have yes. like a gallon of uh, air and it, it never turns off and it's always going, but it, you only get to hold the trigger for about five seconds and have air. And you know, the, the last 10 seconds, you're kind of going, Oh, come on. Funny part is I use the pancake every day. And then I use the big compressor at night in my shop. So in my oh, okay. pickup so truck, you did use, you did use yes. a pancake. Yeah. Yes. I, I use a brand new, I, I started laying my hardwood floors in my house for my anniversary. Instead of going to Hawaii, like I told you, and we laid the floors, I bought a pancake air compressor. So instead of taking it back to Home Depot, I just started using it. 
And dude, it's the sweetest little thing. I could take it out, put it in front of a customer's car and blow out the AC vents and cracks and gear shifts and stuff. And I use it every day now when I do mobile. And then I use the big one at my shop just in case if I need overkill. That's why I have that at my shop. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Brandon, what about you? Was your mobile plus shop? What are you a pancaker? Are you a big compressor? Where are you? Uh, we got the uh, like five gallon cobalt, the silent cobalt ones. We carry oh, around yeah. with us in the. And then at the shop, I do have a like it's like a thirty gallon cobalt one. It's real quiet too. So I, I don't like to switch stuff back and forth. I like to have you know the same thing in every truck, and then have shop stuff too. That way, I ain't having to switch stuff back and forth in the truck because. If I'm doing that, I'm always going to forget something. So, you know, I don't like to get to a job, you know, 30 minutes away. I'm like, crap, I forgot that. All right. So, so what's, what's, uh, what's life like for you been this week? How's everything over in the uh, Carolinas? I mean, it's been a great weather, a good time. We've done, got uh, two coding jobs this week, which is nice. Got another one tomorrow. You know, it's been rocking and rolling and trying to, stay busy as we can be so it's this definitely keep been picking up and it's it's i, I can't hardly work for having to answer phones so it's a good problem oh, to have spring has arrived oh yeah definitely cool so season has pollen, begun pollen, for you yeah the pollen's already killing me <laughs> oh man yeah i the past couple of weeks i've been that way as as my wife she hasn't experienced that for me in this part of uh <laughs> and the other day she's like like what like yeah, I mean, maybe another week. You know, it's already been two weeks. You know, she's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, it's it, it is what it is. You know, it's just life in Oklahoma, pollen. We uh we had a big rain that come through yesterday. I walked out to the Jeep and it was covered in just I mean, it was just one of those dirty rains that's nothing but pollen in the rain because it's just been blowing around so much. I mean, my Jeep looked filthy. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing. I try you wash it in the morning, and it's uh green by the afternoon. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Hey, Dave, it's good to see you, brother. It's been a little bit. How's how's life going, man? Good, Marty. Good to see you, too, man. I was just sitting here. I got done with all the ordering parts and whatnot. I looked at the clock. I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe I still got time. I've been busy as hell, man. Every time I think about playing some polishing, it's already over. It's Thursday. I'm like, oh, shit, I missed it again. I like popping in here, but yeah, I've been super, super swamped with work, which is awesome. The wheelchair work or detail work or what? A little bit of both. Mostly, mostly the wheelchair stuff, which is, that's the way I want it. And, uh, I got a couple RVs I'm working on one mechanical one buffing out. Um, I got three irons in the fire with ceramic coating jobs coming up. Um, yeah, I got a 40, I got a commitment of 40 vans to do. So uh I bid them a grand a piece. So that that's a that's a nice chunk for this year. That's so, a healthy ticket, Dave. Yeah, and that comes in sporadically over the years, so it gives me time to detail too. So congratulations, man. Yeah, thanks, man. It's good news. Yeah, yeah of course it is. That's... You guys, man. I, yeah. I miss you guys. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely miss seeing you, brother. Been putting out uh, some good content lately, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Very yeah, much appreciate that. I'm all Ooh. caught up, man. I keep looking for that new button. But uh, <laughs> three times yeah. a week. Three times That's a week. Right. 
That's right. Uh, do you, when you're detailing, do you get into the interior side or are you mostly the outside? Well, I do it all. I do it all. I, I, if I have my choice, I try to stick with exterior stuff, but you know, it, it really depends. I mean, I get a lot of calls from people. I got a call last week, a lady's like, I just want my seat covers detailed, you know, and I'm not going to pack up a mobile outfit and run. 20 some miles just to do some seat covers, you know? So I, I try to, you know, we get that a lot, you know, a lot of people around here, the demographics around here really don't want to pay much. So you end up getting beat up on interiors pretty hard. It's, it's a lot easier for me to sell exterior stuff. So I just try to, I'm, I told myself at new year's, I was going to pick and choose this year and I'm picking and choosing exterior stuff for the most part. Huh? Cool, man. Mr. Bates, what about you, brother? We're talking about uh, interior, exterior. We get into the interiors. Are you, a, are you an interior guy? I know you do a lot of coatings out there, but uh, do you get into the interiors? I, I wish I could tell you no. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good at it, you know, and, and uh, I, you know, I, I honestly tried to kick back and say, no, I'm just going to do exterior. And uh, then client calls me and says, I, I need help. And I'm like, damn it. I don't know what it is. I just can't turn it back. Now, I will say, I did just, for the first time ever, I, I just turned down a detail on an interior because it wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that I'm not an exterminator and I was not going to clean bed bugs and carpet mm. bugs out of a car. Yeah, no way. So, uh, yeah, I, I do uh, interior and exterior. Um, I have just been a lot more firm with uh, uh, what I charge for that specifically. So to get into the right niche of what I wanted to do, if I'm going to do nasty interiors, I'm going to make sure it is well worth uh, my my time. So yeah, we do interior, exterior, been pounding out, you know, coatings. Love it all day long, throwing some Ono and Dose all day long. So love it. What do you like to use on the interiors? We've been talking about air versus brushes, return the door versus just an air gun. What do you like to use? Oh man, I, I mix it up. I mean, um, I love my, uh, my, my vortex tool real fast just to go. I, I mean, my process is I go and vacuum it and then I do vortex, knock it out, vacuum it again. And that takes care of a good 90% of it. If I have to do anything that's really uh, like kid grimy, um, I will then go to my, my Fortador with the actual liquid, spray it on, wipe it off, call it good. But I try to keep the chemical side very, very low because one, I don't want to breathe that stuff in. So that's why I'm, I'm usually doing that with a vacuum by it. So it's kind of doing both at the same time. So I, I, I do it all. It just depends on, on the, the type of situation. All right, man. I think you got a nice little moment to brag about some successes that you did from this weekend. So. I know I mentioned a couple of people were excited to hear about how your, your big weekend went, man. Uh, talk to us about your big show that you were out doing and, and selling product and how did it all go, man? We, uh, we sold several hundred dollars worth of thing worth, worth of items. And it was anything from, you know, one or two slicks to, uh, a couple of people that, that really loved the product to, I think my best sell, which I, I didn't get a chance to tell you, Marty, my best sell was, 
gosh, I think it, it like basically nine o'clock at night to an eight year old kid who was, who was running around trying to collect 20 bucks altogether. And I cut him a deal so he can throw some slick down on his low rider that he and his brother had been building in this, in the show. And I'm like, dude, if you throw it on this bike and it was a maroon, beautiful bike. Um, and I cut him a deal on it. You know, he's like, oh, I only have, you know, you know, $15. I'm like, give me 16 and we'll call it good. And he pulls out change. I'm like, no, just give me the 15. We're good. But no, we, we sold, we made a lot of, a lot of great contacts, but uh, more importantly, we got to learn what people want, what people don't want, but more importantly, that we understand that people, no matter which way you go, are always going to look for the, hey, can this fix my scratches? Hey, can this do this? And I had a lot of conversation where it was a no, there's not a product out there that can just be put it on and it makes it go away. If it does, it is temporary and you're going to be pissed at me and I'm not going to lie to you. And so I was very transparent with everything we did. Um, we had two things going at once. We had a hood that I had just pulled from a junkyard and would just clean it with Eco One and then top it off with Slick. And I would say, you know, if this junkyard hood looks as good as it does now, what's it going to do to your paint that's in great shape? Um, and then basically took our Ultra Dress and uh, TRX and cleaned up an old leather uh, saddlebag from a Harley and restored that right in front of people and. I, it just it just drew crowds like there were several times where uh, uh, we weren't supposed to draw a crowd to our booth and we ended up doing that. So we definitely sold some products. We got some great contacts, um, but also made it known because we were actually the only uh, chemical distributor in the actual lowrider event uh, altogether. What was outside, nobody had any kind of a. Uh, chemical distribution so it was it was definitely pretty cool yeah that is man I, I think it's awesome you guys got out there i know you have many more shows to do this year and it's this is years and years of a journey that you guys are just gonna you're now stepping into and it, it's exciting to hear about it because the people that do go to the car shows and regularly sell i mean it hundred thousand plus a year you know you'll you'll get there man it's but it's I, exciting but I, I will i will say so Anybody who's doing any kind of chemical distribution, it's on this call by chance. Do not get discouraged. And literally, if you get discouraged, take a step back. Because I had to. I had to take a step back because my pride was getting invested. Like, going, man, I, I know they're not seeing what I see because we've got to look through the eyes of them. Some of them are looking through, you know, the glasses of quick fix. And that's all we got to do. And, um, yeah, just don't get discouraged. Just just. Take each lesson for exactly what it is and learn from it, the good, the bad. And, and I'm excited for the next one. So. Yeah, that is cool. And the season is just now launching. So there's, there's plenty of shows. That a lot of people are going to be able to be a part of. Brandon, uh, I saw you sipping on some of the second go. What are you sipping on tonight? It is from my local brewery, Thomas Creek. It's, uh, it's their new hazy IPA. Mm. So I got a, a growler and all I could find was a mason jar. So that's what we went with. <laughs> hey, listen, it's good drinking out a mason jar. I still keep one. That's that's usually where I'll get into some rum or some whiskey. And I, I've got that one specifically if I want to make a little little whiskey or rum drink. And I love drinking out of that. Mine's a moonshine. Mm -hmm. Always makes yep. it taste a little better. I don't, 
didn't know they had moonshine in Phoenix. I didn't know. I thought that was kind of an oxymoron over there. There's a whole lot of morons out here. <laughs> it's definitely That's, out here. Yeah. I figured you need a little backwoods in order to make some moonshine. Yeah, I didn't know there's any woods. And I'll see they just wait for the dust storm to come through and they quick brew it while the dust is hiding everything. And yeah, they got the high boobs going on. I tell you, they, they definitely are <laughs> making it in their bathtubs. Hey, oh. that's how I make my brew, man. It, when it gets too hot, nope, we stop right there. We're good. It works. That's funny. Dustin, what are you sipping on? I get the Michelob Ultra tonight. It's a good go-to. It's a good go-to. Yeah, yeah not bad. <laughs> not, it's not my... If I'm not drinking something special, that's that's my go-to beer. So mm-hmm. I like it. It's either that or Bush Light. But uh, otherwise, I try to get something local, like almost have an Amber Hill. Amber Ale is probably my favorite local beer. But uh, have you gotten into Corona Premier? I have we, not. I've heard about it. Yeah, we shifted. We were big uh, ultra fans. And then we started getting some Corona Premieres and we got a case of ultra and we were like, mm, let's go back to Premier. So we always keep a little light beer in the fridge and that's the one we keep is the Premier. We like it. Have you tried the, uh, what's that uh, Coors Banquet? Have you tried that? Comes in the glass bottle. Crickets. I'm I'm oh. leaving crickets on on a purpose. That's, that's crickets. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel crickets. Crickets. <laughs> you don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot about it. My buddy's like, "Hey, you got to try this stuff," and I never did. So I'll take Great that. Beer pong. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and leave that one at the store there, Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> But you know, sometimes sometimes I gotta you know switch over to the bush if it's been a rough week at the office, you know, because Michelob's kind of pricey, uh, you know. <laughs> Michelob's pricey. Michelob's pricey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's Don't go to the beers that Tim's drinking. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. I mean. I mean, not, you know what I'm saying, but versus (laughs) like, like I got to look at it as how much am I going to drink? Like, I'm not going to go grab, you know, like a 24 rack of almost heaven amber ale and go to the lake. I'm going for some Michelob or some bush. (laughs) Of course, the lake is different. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want a heavy beer at the lake. You want something real light. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah. you know, if I'm hanging out around the house most of the time, I'm going to grab some almost have an amber ale, but we don't have the good beer like, uh, like Florida does up here. It's a bunch of IPAs, man. IPAs. I feel like everything tastes like tree bark. Yeah. Trying to find something with some citra in it or some type of hazy, like oh, Brandon was I, saying, Any, something like that. will take that bark bittery flavor out. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Dustin, Dustin, you gotta fly into Grand Rapids and stay with me for a weekend. I'll 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 bring you any kind of beer you crave and we got we got ten breweries making it. Let's do it. We've got some good breweries like up in the mountains and stuff. 
Um, so, you know, if you drive up towards like Snowshoe and up in there, there's some really good breweries. Um, but, you know, going for store-bought stuff, mm -hmm. eh, you don't find a whole lot of selection except for Mountain State Brewery. Cool. All right, uh, Nick, what's uh, what's those shrimp taquitos looking like? Uh, they fell apart, so I turned them into tacos and ate them. They weren't very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were not pretty. um I, I just gave up on that i didn't vote that one um mm -hmm. they were tasty but boy they were quite ugly tacos yeah i i did that recently with some corn tortillas where i was trying to make them and do a little hold on i've got somebody talking in a background somewhere oh, is that you, Nick? yeah uh i did that with some corn tortillas and we were trying to make some and uh yeah they just completely fell apart it, you really need to me, I found you got to put some type of like water on them or something to get them that that usually you use that with flour. That's a little technique for doing like a a flour, a, a flash fry on some flour tortillas. Put just a little bit of water on it. That keeps them together. Corn is tough. I, I couldn't find sometimes Thanks, we've bro. used we've used toothpicks and toothpicks will help them stay together. Uh, you can do that and then take the toothpick out right before you, you know, right after you're done, right before you serve it. Toothpicks will help them stay together. You can try that too. Wooden toothpicks, though, right? Don't do the plastic. Yeah, I appreciate that. Right. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a, a fun little night. I can't believe it's already uh, been an hour. That went pretty quick. Uh, I I want to see uh I want to see what Joe Clean has to lead us off with. Uh, finish us off with as we get into spring and sort of the launch of the season. I think Joe Clean's usually an optimistic, fun, pumping kind of guy. So uh, I know that uh, Derek is out tonight, uh, and so we don't have a tab out question. I'll be back to next week. He uh, he's with his other his other role of what he does in life, and he he wasn't able to make it. And Derek will miss you. But uh, so let's do a send off uh, more in a sense, Joe. You know, you want to give us a good pump up getting ready for, uh, the start of the season. Can you give us a good positive vibe to encourage people to get out there and go chase their dreams, go chase customers, go grow a business and how we can propel ourselves moving into the busy season. All right. Um, from off the top of my head, what came to me is what, what deal or what sale can you make this week? that can uh, like that can acquire a new customer um marty just to let you know i went to the dealer to pick up my tag and they approached me about a new vehicle he said do it for 300 dollars, and i just said okay so tomorrow i'm going to do a tahoe for 300 dollars. i'm just going to decon it and i'm going to prep it and i'm going to coat it it's going to take me about two hours two and a half three hours if it at the most so therefore, if my shop rate is $100 an hour, I can cope each one of their cars, which they're going to do me now. He said, we got a bunch more cars if that one looks good. It's for Furman Chevrolet. And they said they've been having people asking for coatings. So I actually got the deal today just by picking up a tag. So if my deal is instead of charging $1,500 to retail, getting one every week, I'm now nine times out of 10 is going to be backed up because I'm only charging hundred dollars an hour for a coding. So each coding is going to cost me whatever the dollar amount. 
and then I just charge about an hour. So I'm looking at $300 a car. And if they give me 15, 20 cars a month, I got that math and that's wholesale. So just think of any kind of special, any kind of deal that you can do just to fill your hourly rate as a special, if I can kind of say it that's the top of my head. So cool, man. I love to hear that because I know we talked about it. So it's great. Congratulations, yeah. brother. Nicely done, man. And we wish you nothing but the success on that dealership. And who knows, maybe you grab a couple more and you bring somebody in. That's all they do for you is wash decon. You put on a coating, boom, boom, boom. That's incredible money. That's incredible. It. Like, so that's awesome, man. That's, that's great. All right, John, what about you? A good send off to people getting into the yep. busy season, moment of encouragement or tip or yeah, anything so you want to share? I got a nice little, little bumper sticker that uh, uh, was given. And, and uh, to me, I think it resonates. It says, don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen. So if you're afraid of something and you don't do it, remember, no matter what you don't do, it's not going to happen. So just overcome your fear. That's it. Ooh, love it. And it's okay if you raise your prices. It's okay if you have to change things. Remember, the price today is going to be different tomorrow. So it's okay. So don't let your fear of change stop you from making the next move. So you got it. Okay. All right, Dustin. So one of my favorite motivational speakers is Inky Johnson. And uh, I was listening to a podcast this week with him and uh, something he said was comparison is a thief of joy. We all have different starting lines. And man, is that not the truest thing I've ever heard? Um, you know, so as you're going through, you're getting into this busy season, just enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Understand that, you know, your business is all yours. It is what you make of it. Be you. Uh, don't get caught up in all the fluff on social media because most of it is fake. Um, there's dudes out there pumping out stuff like they've got billion dollar detail businesses and they got the everything. Don't look at that, man. Just enjoy your process. Enjoy your time. Love what you do and you'll figure out how to make money at it. So just remember that just remember that comparison is a thief of joy or comparison is a thief of joy really and uh you know we've all got those different starting lines so enjoy it and uh upsell the shit out of some people this year use yeah. that hyper, use that hyper clean glass coating do those wash clay coat jobs set your ego aside give the customer what they want not what your ocd and your ego wants i'm telling it's you Life it is good. good. Yeah, it is going to be different for people when they get into those wash clay and coats, right? It's going to be so much. It's going to be different. It's, it's like it's like the two of them today. You cannot beat the profitability of those things. Like if I do two doses, like I'll be straight up with you guys. If I do two doses for five ninety nine a piece, paint trim. Throw some glass in there. That's six forty nine a piece. What do they take you? I mean, two and a half hours, three hours. Exactly. I mean, thank you. Hey, offer it to your customers, guys. This is what we're here for. Share around what works. When I stopped detailing for my ego and started detailing for the customer, I made more money. Thank you. Love it. 
Love it. Great words. Brandon from Tim's. I'm so sorry. Real quick. Uh, he, Dustin just brought it up. Inky Johnson, right? Commitment is doing the thing you said you were going to do long after the feeling you felt when you what the feeling you felt has left because we always making a plan. But then when the mood and the hype and the beer and everything wear off, it's like you go back into your default. So beer. I why would the beer wear off? I need another beer. Hold on. Beer. You know. Beer. Oh, beer. I thought he said beer. Beer. You all hype, make a commitment, and then when your feeling go away, you forgot about your commitment. So that was my post today from Inky Johnson. Nice, Joe. Yeah, great. Great words. Brandon from Tim's. Yeah, like I know some well, some of them are saying that we don't have time to make videos, like. But you're really going for a 15 to 30 second video, like record that video and you can put it on TikTok later that night, saving your drafts and put it out tomorrow. Like it doesn't take that much time because really all you need is that 15 seconds to 30 seconds to catch somebody's attention. And a video is going to catch somebody's attention much, much faster than a, a photo will. So just record that 15 to 30 second video. And, and at night while you're laying in bed and scrolling through TikTok, just make the video then. And then you can put it out the next day. And I'm going to stalk your Facebook page now, see what them videos are about. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. <laughs> Not I Facebook struggled. page, Dustin. TikTok. Oh, yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Dude, I struggle, man. I'm like, my brain is 50,000 different places during the day. And then I feel like oh, I, boom, the days I mean, I, 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 I 100% uh, get you, but like, like I said, you're going for a 15 second video. That's like, it. It, it don't take, it don't take that long to like to, to record Throw it in drafts. that. Throw it in drafts and then and throw, throw it, yeah, you just record the video later at night while you're laying in bed, make the video, and then you can put it out tomorrow. That's how these guys and, and me and, and a bunch of other people are putting out all this, all these videos every day. You just record them, make them at night, put them out the next day. I'm going to have to check it out, see what I yep. can do. it. Do it. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, Dave, any uh, words for anybody going into the start of the busy season? Well, I don't know that I can add a whole lot to what was already said, but something's on my mind here, a Pennsylvania thing. If you think you're having a bad week, go on YouTube and search 60, 60 car pile up on I-81 in Pennsylvania and look at that two and a half minute video. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. We had a big snow squall come through and it brought a bunch of fog and this poor guy, he gets his car smashed up and he's got his cell phone and he's videoing his one tractor trailer after another, after another, after another coming up 50, 60 miles an hour crash 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 the whole time he's video and you hear a, a, a tractor trailer every 20 seconds smashing into all this carnage and uh i looked at that and i it gave me a whole new perspective you know i thought i was having a rough week and i looked at that and i thought jesus five people sadly died in that accident 60 cars 60 cars and tractor trailers but yeah, I guess that's that's what I have is somebody's always got it worse somewhere else. And uh, me personally, 
you know, I, I know it's the Pints and Polishing podcast, and I don't drink, and uh, it's not that I don't think about the drink sometimes, but, you know, around me, I got the girlfriend's daughters in a 90-day rehab. My brother just went in a 30-day rehab, so I got all these people around me in my circle that are just falling to pieces, and uh, I'm coming up on 17 years, you know, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this year. This is yeah. the year that I started asking for my worth and quit giving away my services. And so far I've been sticking to that. And heck, I've even been doing some car repossessing this year. I, I forgot to mention that earlier. I did something new. I repossessed 11 FedEx trucks last week, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is kind of crazy. Eleven FedEx trucks. Yeah. Pay your bills, FedEx. Shit. <laughs> hey man, that's easy cash money for me, bro. I don't own business, so I just drive the trucks for the guy that does. We we all know. Uh, I think most of us here on the call have experienced UPS disasters, but I guess good thing we're not using FedEx, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, no, just keep your head up. Keep positive. Glass half full, man. Good words, Dave. Cooking with Nick? I'm going to say, have fun with it. Have fun. And get to work. Simple as that. Put your head down the plow and have fun with it, man. Nice. All right, Lucas. Um, I guess especially this time of year, once we all start getting into the swing of things, we kind of you know, it just becomes another day, another dollar. And we kind of, you know, it just becomes one day blurring into the next working fucking 12, 15, 18 hours a day, grinding our asses off and getting the bag. Right. It's important once in a while, take a break and stand back and look at either your shop, your van, your trailer, your freaking sedan with a vacuum in it, whatever it is you have. And just stand back, take a breather for five minutes and think about what you have and what you've built and be proud of yourself and take a minute and get excited for the future, but also take a minute and realize how fortunate you are and be proud of yourself for how hard that you've worked for what you've built this far along in your journey. And, you know, don't forget about it while you're busy working and don't forget it. Be thankful for what you have. Be proud of yourself for what you've built. Be thankful for those that have helped you and supported you along the way. And take a step back and just look at what you have and be happy. Be proud of it. That's good. Damn, that was good. Fireworks, dude. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. And fuck everybody else. That and fuck you. the haters. That's that's <laughs> no, that's the second half of it. <laughs> I've, dealt, I've dealt with that this week. Like I sent you, Marty. So fuck them. <laughs> so. Guys, thanks so much, all of you. Good words, man. Love it. Good words. From the start with Joe, back to the end of Lucas, man. Great words, guys. So thanks so much for hopping on. Really appreciate seeing you guys each week. It really means a lot to me as we now launch into the busy season. Excited to see where everybody goes. Uh, what happens in 2022 is going to be exciting. Ooh, we didn't know what 2020 was going to bring. It brought massive prosperity and continued into many of us into 2021. A lot of declines happened, though, in 2021. Towards the end of the fall, we, we heard of many people starting to experience difficulties, and some are experiencing difficulties now with the, the increase of a lot of operational expenses and 
as tides continue to change around the country and we, we don't always know what's going to happen tomorrow. Great words each of you guys put out, and I hope all the listeners will take those words to heart. And uh, listen, we're a community. We're here to support and grow together, and I, I'm happy to be going into 2022, the new, the new season with you guys, and excited to to follow along with your guys' journeys with us as we continue to grow and prosper together. So can't thank you guys enough. So, Lucas, really appreciate it. Dustin, always a pleasure, brother, and uh, excited to see more of these 15 to 20-second videos that uh, you're going to learn from Brandon Timms on how to do. And uh, Nick, brother, appreciate uh, cooking with Nick. We'll go to it's underscore grooms. And that's where they can see yes, what those uh, shrimp taquitos slash tacos turn out to be. Or I know you always tag us on the uh, on the uh, HyperClean page. And so people sure. can see it there. Uh, Tim's great, man. Love, uh, love seeing you. Appreciate you showing us that beer and uh, look forward to the success that you continue to do there in, in the Carolinas. Joe clean, man. Uh, great words, brother. Uh, glad to hear of your success, uh, at that dealership. And we hope for many more, right? Like once you start, you can start pumping out a lot of stuff, brother. So great to see it. Dave, man, miss seeing your brother. Like you miss seeing us keep, don't, don't be a stranger. So thanks for coming back in and John. Awesome. We're so excited to <laughs> Phoenix. You're going to dominate, man. You're going to dominate Phoenix. Keep rolling, brother. We're, we're excited to see it. So guys, thanks so much for hopping on. We'll, we'll see you all next week. Have a good one guys. See you guys. See you guys. Have a good see one. Peace out. See ya. Wow. What a, what a great community pub. Uh, the words of encouragement at the end mixed with tips on how to do interiors. What a great community pub. Maybe you need to be a part of a community, right? Maybe you should interact with some of these guys and be a part inside of the community that we have at the HyperClean Specialist page on Facebook. It's a group. Come be a part. These guys are active in there. They can give you some of these tips. They can work with you and they'll give you some encouragement. So if you need some encouragement, need some tips, want to be a part of a group that's always there to uplift instead of tear down, well, come be a part of us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. Hey, this is Marshall. Make it a great day. <laughs>